This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. I'm Cristina Matescu with the news. First, the headlines. Romania's GDP in 2022 stood at around 280 billion euros. More than 200,000 persons entered Romania on Friday, with the busiest traffic recorded on the Hungarian border and at airports. And the Romanian state air company Tarom is to resume flights to Israel from the 1st of January 2024. Romania's GDP in 2022 stood at around 1,400 billion lei, the equivalent of 280 billion euros, more than 8.4 billion lei less compared with the previous estimate, according to provisional data published by the National Institute for Statistics. The new figures show that last year's economic growth rate was 4.1% instead of the estimated 4.7%, the change was the result of the reduction of contributions to economic growth, both in agriculture and industry and the building sector. The final data on the country's GDP in 2022 will be published in the first part of 2024. More than 200,000 people entered the country on Friday, with the Hungarian border and the airports recording the busiest traffic, said the border police. More than 9,500 of the people who crossed the border into Romania were Ukrainian citizens, which takes the number of Ukrainians who have entered Romania since the 10th of February 2022, two weeks before the Russian invasion, to almost 7 million. The majority only transited Romania on their way to Western Europe, but around 100,000 have stayed. The Romanian state airliner Tarom said in a statement that it would resume flights to Tel Aviv from the 1st of January 2024, conducting two flights a week. The company said it continues to keep a close eye on the security situation in Israel and that it is in constant contact with the local and international authorities with a view to resuming operations. The flight schedule will be adjusted depending on the situation in Israel, the company also said. From June next year, direct flights from Bucharest to the United States will be resumed after 20 years. Tickets are already being sold, as the company in charge of the flights has received permission from the U.S. Department of Transport. The flights between Bucharest's Henry Kwanda Airport and New York's John F. Kennedy Airport will take place four times a week, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday and Saturday, and return. The trip will last under 10 hours. The first flight is scheduled for the 7th of June 2024. 
Romania signed a 328 million euro contract with the German arms manufacturer Rheinmetall for the overhaul of its air defense artillery systems, said the company in a statement. Rheinmetall will supply four systems as well as training, spare parts and other services. Two systems are to be delivered in the next two years and two others within three years. The company already has an operations center in Satumare in northwestern Romania, near the borders with Ukraine and Hungary, and provides maintenance for army vehicles. Thousands of Orthodox Christians, who are the majority in Romania, are expected these days at the Pantokrator Monastery in Teleorman County in the south, where the gifts of the Magi from Mount Athos are on display for the first time in Romania until the 28th of December. The three gifts are gold, frankincense and myrrh. And that was the news. Now for a brief announcement about Radio Romania International's annual survey of its listeners and internet and social media users to find out the 2023 Personality of the Year. And this has been no easy year, with the Russia's war in Ukraine continuing, energy prices rocketing, many parts of the world suffering food shortages, and, not least, with the global warming, causing what was probably the hottest year on record. On top of all this, came the conflict between Israel and Hamas in the Gaza Strip. In this difficult year, which international public figure, in your opinion, has had the strongest positive impact on the world and why? Radio Romania International will designate its Personality of the Year based on your nominations, which you can submit together with a short justification by posting directly on our website in a comment to this article at www.rri.ro, by email at engl at rri.ro, on our Facebook page, on Instagram, WhatsApp at 0040-744-312650, text or audio, or by fax at 0040 2131905562 We will announce the Radio Romania International Personality of the Year on air and online on Monday, the 1st of January 2024. We are looking forward to receiving your nominations, so please get in touch. Coming up next, the week in review. Hello and welcome to this review of the main events of the week. Wednesday, December 20th, marked 34 years since Timisoara, a city in the west of the country, declared itself the first city free of communism in Romania. To celebrate the Day of Victory Against Communism, a series of events took place, including screening of short films and documentaries. 34 years ago, after the bloody repression of the uprising that started on December the 17th, the big factories went on strike and the workers lined up and gathered in the center of the city. Faced with a crowd, the army retreated to barracks, the people who had been arrested were released, and the Romanian Democratic Front was established. 
breaking out in Timisoara, the popular revolt against the regime led by the dictator Nicolae Ceausescu spread to several cities in the country, including the capital, Bucharest. In the evening of December the 21st, 1989, the first Bucharesters who had the courage to take to the streets and demand the removal of the dictatorial regime died in the center of the capital. The first victims were at the Intercontinental Barricade and the Dallas Gallery. The revolution culminated on December the 22nd with the flight of Ceausescu from the headquarters of the Central Committee of the Communist Party. Captured and tried summarily, Ceausescu and his wife Elena were executed on December the 25th. Romania was the only communist country in Europe where the regime change involved bloodshed. In the violence that occurred, over 1,000 people lost their lives and around 3,000 were injured. Young people must know that the freedom they have today was paid for with the lives of thousands of heroes, Prime Minister Marcel Ciolacu said in a message. He emphasized that the Romanian Revolution of December 1989 was the moment when the ideal of freedom defeated the terror strongly established among the population. The Romanian parliament adopted the state budget law and the social insurance law for next year. The 2024 budget is focused on an economic growth of 3.4%. Social Democratic Prime Minister Marcel Ciolacu declared after its adoption that this is a budget built for Romanians and not for politicians, and added that the document is focused on development and investments. Starting on January the 1st, 2024, pensions will increase by 13.8%, and starting in September, some of them will increase as a result of the recalculation. The budgets allocated to education and health are expected to have record increases, and investments will represent 7% of GDP next year. After three days of marathon debates in Parliament, the budgets of the main credit-takers were approved in the forum provided by the government. Several amendments proposed by both the government and the opposition were also accepted, amendments that will be financed by redistribution of funds. From the opposition, the USR criticized the document and claimed that the budget for next year is built on lies with overestimated revenues and underestimated expenses. Fourteen Romanian citizens and their family members evacuated from the Gaza Strip arrived in Romania on Monday morning, according to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Bucharest. They had entered the territory of Egypt through the Rafah border point, where they were taken charge of by the representatives of the Romanian embassy in the Arab country. So far, over 300 people, Romanian citizens and their family members, have been evacuated from the Gaza Strip. On the other hand, among the people held hostage by terrorists in the Gaza Strip, there is only one Romanian with dual citizenship. The Romanian embassy in Tel Aviv maintains contact with the Israeli authorities regarding this issue. 
The Bucharest Chamber of Deputies adopted on Tuesday the project initiated by the Social Democratic and National Liberal leaders Marcel Ciolacu and Nicolae Ciuca, respectively, regarding some measures to strengthen the capacity to combat tax evasion. According to the new provisions, failure to withhold taxes and or contributions will constitute a crime and will be punished with imprisonment from one to five years or by a fine. What also will constitute tax evasion crimes punishable with imprisonment from three to ten years and the privation of certain rights or with a fine will be the alteration, destruction, or concealment of accounting documents, memories of POS machines or other devices for data storage, including electronic ones. There is a possibility that the deed will not be punished if the damage does not exceed 1 million euros and is effectively and fully paid with a 15% penalty to which interest and other penalties are added. In the opposition, parties filed a notification to the Constitutional Court regarding the unconstitutionality of this bill. You've been listening to The Week in Review. Focus on Romania. Time now for Song of the Day on Radio Romania International. Listen to Andra and her song Immortal. Rucksackul in spate, plin de vise shate, stim ca orice se poate, nimic de pierdut. De parte aproape, totul e relativ. Nu-i nevoie de scop, cât timp ai un motiv. Să le facem pe toate, nu dormim nicio noapte.
You are listening to Radio Romania International. World of Culture Hello and welcome to our culture feature. I'm Kalin Katsoyu. On the centenary of Monica Lovinescu's birth, Casa Radio Publishing House released an album dedicated to the most important female voice of the Romanian exile during communism, journalist and literary critic Monica Lovinescu. After graduating from the Faculty of Letters in Bucharest in 1946, Monica Lovinescu collaborated with various cultural publications. She obtained a scholarship from the French state in 1947 and went to Paris under risky conditions. Immediately after the forced abdication of King Mihai I, she asked for political asylum in France. After a period in which she directed some avant-garde shows, she devoted herself to the radio starting in 1951. Starting in 1962, she started working with Radio Free Europe, where she had two weekly shows, Romanian Cultural Current Affairs and Theses and Antitheses in Paris. These shows had a strong influence in Romania, both in cultural circles and among the general public. Monica Lovinescu wrote articles and studies about Romanian literature and communist ideology in numerous publications. East Europe, Continent, Preuve, L'Alternative, Les Cahiers de l'Est, Témoignage, La France Catholique. The album released by Casa Radio Publishing House includes a book and two CDs and is entitled Monica Lovinescu, and I chose the microphone, interviews on Radio Romania, 1993-2004. The album features a presentation by journalist Anka Mateescu, producer with Radio Romania Culture, who is also the author of the interviews on the two CDs. Here is Dorin Liviu Butfoy, producer at Casa Radio Publishing House, about Monica Lovinescu and the album released by the publishing house. Am putea spune, citând poate un clișeu, dar cu mult adevăr că este vocea de We could say perhaps quoting a cliché, but with a lot of truth in it that she is the voice of dignity and the voice of free conscience both for Romanians in exile and very much for Romanians in the country who listen to her assiduously on the radio. They listen to her to find out how to live in the free world, but also to be aware of the abuses in the closed world, the world of Romania, the communist world. I really enjoyed working on this book because it is very current. It is very current for those who want to learn about the recent past and its effects, because these effects are still being seen today. It is very interesting to read this book, but also to listen to it. Because, as you know, the album also includes an audiobook. The two CDs that include the interviews with Monica Lovinescu are the result of an admirable documentation and consistency. I would say very rare in that period. That's why I admire the journalist Anka Mateescu for the tenacity she showed 
to mark 100 years since the birth of Monica Lovinescu, the Humanitas Aquaforte Foundation and the Humanitas Publishing House have proposed an exercise in admiration with a rich agenda of events held throughout the year 2003, declared the year of Monica Lovinescu. Writer Ioana Purvulescu, president of the jury of the first edition of the Monica Lovinescu Award, was present at the launch of the album published by the Casa Radio Publishing House. Această carticică are o voce. O să-mi spuneți că toate cărțile au voce. This little book has a voice. You're going to tell me that all books have a voice. Of course they do. But this book has the voice of Monica Lovinescu. It is a book that was born from the meeting of two journalists. And I will say here bluntly that I admire Anca Mateescu. She is an extraordinary journalist who, in addition to preparing, asks questions that stimulate you, asks questions that show she knows what she's talking about, not questions that clip your wings. Anka Mateescu has this gift of asking the right question, the question that stimulates you, in this book as well. The first interview in this book of interviews with Monica Lovinescu was made when Anka Mateescu was 27 years old at the beginning of her career as a journalist. And, as the presentation shows, it was not easy for Anka Mateescu to get close to Monica Lovinescu, but in the end she succeeded, and what resulted is an extraordinary testimony. I am convinced that this book will increase in value with each passing year. I was saying that I was particularly interested in the interview in which Monica Lovinescu talks about her father, the critic Eugen Lovinescu, whom she certainly saw as a father, but whose public image she had to accept that of a literary critic. The interview about Cenaclul Zburatorul, the literary association conducted by Eugen Lovinescu, is worthy of literary history and I will probably recommend it to my students. In this way, they will learn more about the literature of the interwar period. In the dialogues with the journalist Anka Mateenescu, the moments that marked Monica Lovinescu's destiny are recalled. Leaving the country and going to Paris, her beginnings as a director, the meeting with Noel Bernard, journalist, director of the Romanian service at Radio Europa Libera, Radio Free Europe, her career in literature, and the assassination of her mother, Ekaterina Bolochoyu Lovinescu. You have been listening to World of Culture. Radio Romania International Encyclopedia Welcome everyone to Radio Romania International Encyclopedia. I am Vlad Palucu. The history of explorers and their travels that helped discover the planet as we know it today is quite fascinating. The history also includes the names of explorers from Romania or who lived on the present-day territory of Romania. One of these names is Franz Binder from Sebes, a German city from Transylvania, a western province of modern-day Romania. This bold explorer from the 19th century left behind an impressive collection of African objects, 
which are today included in the collection of the Astra Museum in Sibiu. Radu Totoyanu is a curator with the Juan Raika Municipal Museum in Sebes. He walked us through the collection, helping us discover the world through the eyes of Franz Binder. Franz Binder s-a născut în anul 1820 în Sebes, într-o familie de farmacisti. Franz Binder was born in 1820 in Sebes into a family of pharmacists. He pursued pharmacy studies in Sibiu, although he never worked as a pharmacist. He took up trading instead, and at one point he reached Istanbul, at the time the gates of the Orient. From here he set out to trace his half-brother, who had enrolled in the Egyptian army, and went to look for him in Syria. He arrived in Aleppo, and from there he crossed the Tigris on a raft. He later arrived in Palestine, where he also visited sacred worship sites. After a long journey, he finally arrived in Alexandria, Egypt, with very few financial resources at his disposal. So he took jobs as a porter at the docks, and later as a brewer, as a veneer cutter at the local sawmill, as an aide in a pastry shop and other small jobs. Binder pursued his dream of making a small fortune, also daring to explore the unknown. In Alexandria, Binder saved up to take a boat upstream on the Nile. He reached Khartoum, the present-day capital of Sudan, although part of Sudan was at the time an Austrian colony. He got employment with a trade company overseeing over 20 caravans that crossed the Nubian desert. In 1860, the Austrian consul in Khartoum died, and Franz Binder was appointed vice-consul or deputy consul, given his superior studies and Austrian citizenship, an office he held for two years, over 1860-1862. In this new position, he was charged with identifying new trade routes and also exploring new areas, including conquering new territories for the colony, Radu Totoyanu told us. Deep Africa was vastly unknown in Europe at the time, so Binder's journey took nearly two decades, taking him deep into the Western African continent. Radu Totoyanu has the details. Să ne imaginăm că la vremea respectivă, deși încă din secolul al XVI-lea, Let us imagine that back then, although Africa was known in the 16th century, people only knew where it started and ended. What was inside the continent was a big blank, as Binder confessed in his memoirs, published by his nephew in the interwar period. In his journey to the source of the Nile, he came into contact with tribes that no other European or Turk had ever encountered before, the Jurbeli, the Azande, the Niam Niam or the Newer tribes, and he started trading with all these tribes, supporting them in any local conflicts they had. Upon his return to Europe in 1862, at the age of 42, Franz Binder started documenting his journeys in Africa. He bought a house in central Sebes, right across the city hall park and the central square, which he transformed by decorating it with stone bas-reliefs outlining his travels. We can also see the Sphinx, the pyramids, the temple to Isis in Philae, while the ledge of the building features an engraving of a caravan that most likely crosses the Nubian desert, something which Binder must have done a few dozen times. 
we can see the camels and only one rider, Franz Binder himself, leading the caravan. After long and tiresome journeys, the explorer wanted to create a series of conferences to present his experience. Franz Binder held a number of such conferences in cities across Transylvania, presenting his private collection that totaled over 350 items. He was sick upon his return, most likely suffering from malaria, which was a ravaging disease back then. He moved from Sebesh to Vurpar, near Vinsul de Jos, on the banks of the Muresh River, buying a small estate that earned him a small income. He donated his collection, 104 items, to the Evangelical Gymnasium in the village, which ended up in our museum when the gymnasium was disbanded. He donated the larger part of his collection to the Society for Natural Sciences in Sibiu, Radu Totoyanu. In 1875, at 65 years of age, Franz Binder ended his journey on this earth, leaving behind memoirs and collector's items. And this has been all in Radio Romania International Encyclopedia. Listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next in the program, here is truly Romanian. I'm Eugen Nasta. Christmas is drawing near, so we have prepared for today a fine choice of Christmas carols. To begin with, here's a carol from Central Romania's Transylvania, featuring Angela Buciu and her group of carolers. Yeah. 
Next up in the programme, here's a group of carolers from the Fine Arts Open School in Sigetu Marmati in the northwest. Traveled to central Romania, and there we find Florica Duma and her group of carolers with a fine Christmas carol. Ai, 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 ai,
We end Truly Romanian today with a fine carol from southwestern Romania performed by Adrian Stanca and his group of carolers based in Buziaș.
Living Romania. This is Bucharest Radio Romania International. Listener's Letterbox. Hello dear friends and welcome to another edition of Listener's Letterbox with me Daniel Bills at the microphone at the end of this year which we hope was better for many of us. Another week has passed and lots and lots of letters from all over the world have piled on our desks here at Radio Romania International which proves of course that we are very listened to by so many people. And if we wanted to answer all of them, we'd probably need a weekly feature of five hours, I guess. So, first, I would like to apologize to all those who tuned into our programs, took time to send in letters, messages and reception reports, but to whom we cannot reply in this 10-minute slot. We are now actually almost one month into a mild winter with warm temperatures like we have always had in recent years thanks to the global warming and the climate changes our generation has witnessed in the past two decades. I think I am not wrong if I say that we actually have two main seasons in this country. One is warm and hot and lasts from April till October and another one is cooler, rainy and windy at times, and may last from November to March. However, during the cooler season, once in a while, not very often nowadays of course, we can see snow. Yes, exactly, once in a while it can even snow in Bucharest. This season so far we've only had a couple of flurries and that was all. Of course, we should be thankful and grateful for those little flurries, as we have seen many winters here when rain was the only thing that fell from heaven. When referring to cold weather and freezing temperatures here in Romania, we used to say it is as cold as on Epiphany. Well, my friends, this year on Epiphany, which is celebrated here on January the 6th, We had t-shirt weather and you can trust me when I say that the winters I saw in my childhood with heavy snowfalls and wintry days are long history, at least in this part of the world. However, for a couple of days in February or January, we can get a reminder of the winters that used to be, the winters some of us grew up with. And if you have some winter-related nostalgia, you can truly enjoy these several days of genuine winter. Bucharest may have once in a blue moon, of course, when snow beautifies everything. According to experts, the latest New Year's Eve was the warmest that we had in the past 15 years. And I have strong reasons to believe that we are soon going to have only green Christmases here, like in Australia or other countries in the Southern Hemisphere. But so much for the weather, dear friends. Now let's have a look at the letters we have received from you in the past week. The first letter to acknowledge in this program comes from Rob Den Boer of Heinenwald, the Netherlands, who wrote... 
Hello, my friend Vlad and the Radio Romania crew. I hope you are doing fine over there. I'm doing fine and it's still no winter. 10 degrees Celsius. Tonight, the DRM was like it used to be. It was nice to listen to and I hope it stays this way. The antenna I used is an indoor MLA 30 plus loop antenna. Many thanks for your EQSL. The Chinese section and you are the only one that answer QSL requests. I hope one day to get response from the Hebrew section. That would be a special one for my collection. See you later, Vlad. Take care. Happy holidays for all of you. Thank you very much indeed, Mr. Robden Bower, for the accurate reception report that will be rewarded with the latest QSL card from our series. It was a little bit sad while reading your mail as I realized that winter eludes you too there in the Netherlands. Some friends of mine from various Dutch cities have confessed that winter is no longer what it used to be in your country as well. Now let's move on and say hello to another RRI listener, this time from Alberta, Canada. It was sent in by our faithful listener, Richard Lemke, who confesses that he has been listening to us since 1982. Quoting from his message, Antenna, random long wires in the trees, shortwave hobbyists since 1982, listening now for 41 years. Entered now my 41 years of shortwave listening. Shortwave excellence and enjoyment of the hobby. Canadian International DX Club, Canada's National Radio Club, founded in 1962, celebrating our 61 years. I am proud member since 1984. Age 60 years young, August 19th, 1963. Thank you very much indeed, Richard, for the very detailed reception report abounding in precise information on the programs we air to your part of the world. Alan Holder wrote to us from Cow's Isle of Wight, England, the following. Dear friends, I hope that everyone at your radio is keeping in good health and no doubt you have already started to prepare for the arrival of Christmas. With the beginning of Advent, some people here in the UK have already put up coloured lights and trees in their homes. Others wait until about two weeks before Christmas. The shops have been selling Christmas foods such as puddings, mince pies and cakes already, and many people have been out and about buying gifts. Celebrating Christmas in Romania, because of the customs and traditions, is a little different from ours. Carol singing takes place on December 24th, as it does here. When I was younger, we often had singers call at our house on that day, but in recent years, this tradition is no longer as popular, which is a great pity. I sure wish I could sample some of the Romanian foods that are popular over the festive period. I am very fond of eating cakes and I think I would really enjoy the many different varieties of cakes, sweets and desserts that are produced especially for the holidays. Thank you very much for replying to my question about home education in Romania. 
that was not given on air. But I read your response on the listener letters section of your website. Actually, in last night's broadcast, I heard that the percentage amount of GDP that your country spends on education is the lowest in the EU. This is rather disappointing, and I hope that your government can allocate more funds in the future. There is no doubt that investing in education is extremely important for the future prosperity of any nation. Thank you also for the EQSL in response to my September reception report. I can appreciate the problem in sending out cards by regular mail due to your budget restrictions. I also understand the difficulties for your staff to fill in the reception details. The postal services in many countries are getting quite expensive now as they compete with email messaging. In the UK, the Royal Mail makes more money by delivering packages containing goods that people order online. Thank you very much indeed for this extremely accurate and detailed report of reception, Alan. Needless to say that we have another QSL on its way to the Isle of Wight. Misayo Tanaka, a 56-years-old lady, wrote to us from St. Leonard's-on-Sea, East Sussex, the following. I love your one-hour broadcast full of various interesting comments. Unfortunately, I can't listen to them so often because the broadcasting time isn't convenient to me. On December the 12th, I especially enjoyed learning some Romanian winter traditions and listening to several folk songs. Well, friends, this is all we have time for in this Mailbox program. Until next time, from me, Daniel Bills, and our crew here at Radio Romania International is best listening and Merry Christmas. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk with me, Lacramiara Simeon. Today's program features Mia Braia with the song For Whom I've Been Crying.
With that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next programme for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 11.630 kHz in the DRM system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programmes tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 21.470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.rri.o channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.o. Goodbye.